Be seated. Yeah, it's, it's strange to be in the 10th chapter of the Gospel of John. Because just last week, we were in the 21st chapter. For the past few weeks, we've been dealing with post-resurrection texts, and now we're jumping back a good ways. To where the religious leaders come up to Jesus, and they, they just tell him, just tell us who you are. If you're the Messiah, just tell us. Is that too much to ask? And Jesus looks at them and he says, Do you not see what I am doing and have been doing? My actions testify to my identity. Well, the religious leaders didn't like this answer, and they didn't understand the answer. Because the religious leaders had been observing Jesus. They'd been observing his teachings, his miracles. But by observing, they'd kept Jesus at a distance. And so Jesus tells them, you don't understand because you don't belong to my sheep. And it's not that Jesus is excluding them. It's that they have excluded themselves by choosing to just observe. Because from what they had been observing of Jesus, he was really messing with how they viewed the world, how they viewed God. And they didn't like what he was saying, and so they didn't like this Jesus. That's why they just observed. But then we, we have Jesus' disciples, um, this group of just misfits, who mess up time and time again. And yet, they stick it out with Jesus. They don't go elsewhere. And it's because they didn't just observe what Jesus was doing They chose to experience it. They chose to become a part of his ministry, a part of his miracles. They chose to really go all in. And from their experience of Jesus, they knew he was different. They knew he was special. And so even though he was pushing them with his teachings about loving one another and forgiving and serving and being humble... They they stayed because they had chosen to experience Jesus. But the thing is, it's always so much easier for us to be a faith observer. It's always easier and much more comfortable to just observe and to keep God at arm's length. But that's not who we're called to be. In today's text, Jesus said, My sheep hear my voice, and they follow me. Meaning that Jesus' sheep 
have taken the time to get to know him so well that they know the sound of his voice. And they follow. They're called to be faith explorers. Because when it comes to faith, the exploring can sometimes be scary, can sometimes be into unknown parts. And it can sometimes make us feel like we are on an adventure. But what does it really mean? How do we become faith explorers? Throughout my life, through conversations with fellow believers, through reading books about people I would consider faith explorers, I've come to find that these are people who pray intentionally a whole lot. These are people who pray saying, God, show me your way. And they pray for strength. And they pray and wait. Waiting in silence to hear. Faith explorers are people who have holy conversations with fellow believers. What is God up to in our lives, in the world, and how can we be a part of it? Faith explorers read the Bible and they expect God to speak to them. Faith explorers live life. Looking for God in the everyday. And finally, faith explorers are willing to follow their shepherd. When I think of faith explorers, I think of someone named Katie Davis, who's my age. Katie Davis was from an affluent town in Tennessee. And at 18 years old, as a high school senior, she flew to Uganda with her youth group. And when she got there, something, something happened, something started, and she kept feeling like God was speaking to her. And when she was there, the children, there, they touched her heart in such a way. Because in Uganda, children have to pay to go to school. Most children have to go and beg for for money and for food most of the day to even survive. And many are orphans. And even when Katie got home, she kept feeling like God was trying to tell her something. And so she kept praying and she kept reading scripture and she kept talking with people. And after her high school graduation, Katie flew to Uganda, not knowing the language. And she's still there. She started a nonprofit to help the children. And this past year, Over 700 children in Uganda received an education. And Katie has adopted 13 orphans. But imagine being Katie and getting a call like that. 
Imagine being her parents, her family, her friends, and having her say, this is a call that I am receiving from God. That's an uncomfortable and scary call, right? That's a scary exploration. But that, that, that one's just too big. Um, how about my, one of my mentors in seminary, Kenda, she and her husband, Kevin, I was talking with them, a group of other people, and Kenda and Kevin were sharing how they lived out their faith. And how they, as parents, were trying to think of ways to pass their faith down to their children. And so they kept praying. And they finally decided that they would do one radical act of faith each year. And they would explain to their children why they were doing this. Well, when their kids were in high school, they felt through prayer that God was calling them to give him Sundays. To make Sundays a church and family day. And knowing their kids, one is a big theater person, the other loves to play sports. And this meant that they would have to, if they wanted to be a part of a play or a team, they would have to be able to miss Sundays. Practices, games, shows, you name it. And for Kenda and Kevin, that meant no work on Sundays. And this wasn't popular, and this definitely wasn't easy for them. But they felt like this was something they had to do. But that faith exploration is big too, right? Because Sundays are no longer sacred. They are busy, and everyone is competing for our time still. What about the faith explorer, Corey Ten Boom? Corey was a Dutch Christian woman during World War II. She and her family felt God calling them to hide Jews from the Nazis. And they were found out, and they were taken to concentration camps where most of them did not survive. And years later, Corey preached at a church in Europe, and she preached about God's grace and God's goodness. And after the service, a man approached her, thanking her for reminding him of God's grace. And he extended his hand to her. And Corey stood in front of this man, and she knew him. She knew that he was one of the soldiers at the concentration camp she'd been in. She knew this man who was thanking her for reminding him that God loved him and forgave him, that God saw him as worthy. And he stood in front of her with outstretched hands. And Corey Ten Boom wrote in her autobiography that she stood there 
She said a prayer because she knew what her shepherd would have her to do. And she shook his hand. That's a faith exploration all its own. And something that isn't easy to do either. Being a faith explorer, it's scary. And it is hard. It is uncomfortable. And sometimes we don't want to hear our shepherd's voice. We don't want to take the time to know Jesus' voice because we don't want to know what he may be telling us. Because Jesus might be calling us to offer forgiveness and love to someone we We are offended that God's grace extends to even them. We don't want to hear God's voice because he might be asking us for that one day a week. We don't want to hear his voice because he might be calling us to go to a place that makes us uncomfortable and terrified. Sometimes it really is easier to be a faith observer. Actually, probably all the time. To remain comfortable and safe. But that's not who we're called to be. Because three weeks ago, over a thousand people gathered in this church to remember and celebrate our true reality. A reality that this world thinks is foolish. A reality that can make us uncomfortable. We faced the reality of Easter. We faced the reality that is not an empty tomb that we celebrate, but a living Lord. Three weeks ago, we gathered and we remembered that our shepherd is one whom death could not keep down. That our shepherd is one who came and said, I have come so that you might have life, so that you might not have to fear. It's in today's text that Jesus says, my sheep, my sheep lie safely in my Father's hands. And no one can take them from me. But in facing the reality of Easter, we're faced, or we're having to face our Lord to decide if we trust Him enough To know him, to experience him, to learn his voice. We have to decide if we trust him enough to follow, to be a faith explorer and not just an observer. Because Jesus lives. This is our truth. This is our reality. 
And Jesus waits for us each and every day in the words of Scripture. And the laughter of children. And the rising sun. And a hug that comes when it's needed most. Jesus waits for us in the agony of having to ask for or give forgiveness when we really don't want to give it. Jesus waits for us in prayer. He waits for us to seek him out. He waits for us to choose to hear his voice. Because our shepherd will speak to us. Because he lives. Because he calls us. He will speak to us and he will lead us. The question for all of us is will we choose to follow? Will we choose to be a faith explorer? Even though it is scary and uncomfortable. Will we choose to trust our shepherd? lives. Let's pray. Lord, you meet us where we are, and you know us by name, and you know our fears. Lord, help us to follow. Help us to seek after you, to seek to know your voice. We do trust you, but Lord, it is scary, and you know, you know that. Just help us to be faithful. We're trusting in you, our shepherd. Amen.